The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Good evening. You're tuned in to the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta. And tonight on the Dating and Relationship Show, we are answering your dating and relationship show questions. Questions that came in through Instagram and Facebook. Thank you for all those that sent in your questions. And please keep sending them. You can send them to uh, my Instagram page, my personal one, official Laura Bellotta, or the Dating and Relationship Show page, as well as the Dating and Relationship Show page on uh, on Facebook. So thank you, everybody. And sitting in with me today to help answer your Dating and Relationship Show questions from a male perspective is comedian Peter Anthony. I have no answers. What am I doing on this show? <laughs> well, I can just, yeah, I'll have the answers. You just say yes. You nod yes or no. I'm, so I'm your yes you man You have today. a lot of answers. I talk you a lot. You date more than any guy that I know. Well, you know, I don't know. It's, Which, not, it's not going well. No? But, but, I, I'm, but you I'm, say I'm, you're, you're... I'm back out there now. Uh, you're Okay. Yeah, so... And it's, you're, you're going on a third date with someone? I do have a third date this week. And you haven't backed away yet. Usually you back away, what, after the third five, date? Five or six. Oh, five or six. Yeah, yeah, what then, happens that makes you back away? Oh, you know, the, all those weird issues come to the surface and, and then, I, <laughs> then I ghost them. No, I, I'm, I'm kidding. This, I, 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 no, this one's going to be, this one has potential, Laura. So, Does she? Yeah, I think You say so. that, you've said that before, though. Yeah, but, uh, you know, well, I'm going in with a positive attitude. And That's... please stay over there because he comes in, he's like, my throat hurts. Maybe I have the coronavirus. Oh, my. I was being facetious. He was in Vegas. Where else were you? Uh, Moncton, New Brunswick. Oh, goodness. So all over the place. Do they have cases there? I don't think so. I think Moncton's fairly safe. <laughs> but I don't think Vegas is. Uh, Vegas is probably half the slot machines probably have coronavirus all over them. Oh, so. gross. Okay, let's get started. Hi, Laura. So I've been dating a married man. Before you judge me, please understand that he is not still with his wife, although they do still live together. Hmm, that makes sense. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, sorry, honey, but he is still with his wife. They sleep in different rooms. Okay, well, first, how does she know that? How do, how do you, just she because, trusts the men she's dating. Uh-huh. They don't even eat meals together. He is only still living there because they have younger children together. He will not leave the kids. He loves his kids, and he thinks... Um, that he needs to be living there or they're going to suffer, which is kind of true if they're young. Well, it depends. Divorce can uh, be messy. We have been dating for a little over two years. He's a man of my dreams, but I'm starting to wonder if he uh, is ever actually going to leave his wife. How much longer should I wait? They haven't even gotten legally separated at this point. Please tell me what you think, Roseanne. Well, Roseanne, this sounds really harsh, but he is not the man of your dreams, okay? He is using you. He's using you for uh, what he's not getting from his current relationship. And so in other words, he's using you, using you to satisfy his own needs. And he's already made it clear to you that he's not going to be leaving the relationship because he has children. And when a man tells you this, you need to believe them. This Peter? guy's getting everything under the sun. Think about it. He, he's got... The house, and he's got the wife, and he, the mother of his children, and he gets to go off whenever he wants to and have sex with this new girl. This, of course, he's not leaving that situation. Why yeah. would he leave that situation? And oftentimes we, yeah, of course, and oftentimes we think that we can change people's minds, but this is where we often make 
uh, mistakes in relationships where we can't change somebody's mind for them. They have to be willing to make that decision themselves. The follow-up question would be, does the wife he's separated from but still lives with, so he's not separated from, know about her? No, of course not. Well, if... if And he's not... (laughs) Yeah. Okay. If she knew, if she knew, then then maybe th- that ball would get rolling where they where they would have to get a separation. But as long as she's a secret, he's not. He's gonna he's gonna do the same thing. So they state they say statistically that when a person is having an affair, only five percent of the cases does the person actually um, leave their spouse. Oh, yeah, that sounds high. No, that's very low. Oh. Statistically. So if you're having a, uh, an affair with someone, the chances of you leaving your wife are very slim for the person you're having an affair with. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I, I'm not very good at math, Laura. I don't That's know if okay. you knew that about me. <laughs> no more percentages, please, for the rest of the show. I, I'd appreciate that. All right. Okay. So, uh, so in other words, before you get into a relationship with someone that's married, you have to think about, first of all, the odds and think about like that is bad karma. Why do you want to invite that negative energy into your life? It's baggage. It's negative energy. And the chances of them leaving their spouse are very slim. And it's bad karma. And, you know, karma is a bitch, man. It's going to come back to you tenfold. So you really have to watch what you put out there and what you do. Treat treat a married person like a city you don't want to visit. Like I, don't, I have no desire to spend spring break in Baghdad. I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to fly tomorrow to Wuhan in China. Those are these are things I'm just not going to do because I know the outcome is not going to be beneficial. Exactly. And have you ever had a relationship with a married person ever? Never. I never have either. I see someone's taken, someone's in a committed relationship. I walk the other way. And it's so complicated. Why would you even want to put yourself into that mess? But so many people do it. Maybe it's a weird kink. Maybe it's a th- it's a weird <laughs> psychological thing. Yeah, I think that people need to take a look at themselves a deep look at themselves and ask themselves a question like, why am I doing this? Why am I um, trying to date someone who's emotionally, pretty much emotionally unavailable, unavailable for you? And of course, this guy's probably lying because, oh, well, so, okay. So the thing is here, you're probably, the person listening to this is probably not going to listen to me because now you're already invested in this relationship. So I would have a, a, a really sincere conversation with this person, sit them down and and ask them honestly, like, do you see yourself leaving and give them an ultimatum. So what does that look like for you? Does it look like three months? Are you going to wait six months? And if they don't, if they clearly don't leave after that time frame, then you, you have your answer. You need to move on and invite the right people into your life. Yeah. And it seems like in that kind of scenario, the guy could just keep kicking the can down the road. You know, oh, well, I was going to leave, but then this came up. And my, it was my kid's birthday, and it's too close to Christmas. And so there's always going to be an excuse uh, from that end. So I think it's, it's uh, you know what, clean cutoff or whatever they call it, clean break. Yeah. And move on. Okay. We are answering all your dating and relationship show questions right here on the Dating and Relationship Show. Stay with us. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey everyone, it's Sunday night. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta. And sitting in with me today and here to help answer your dating and relationship show questions is uh, comedian Peter Anthony. With very limited knowledge, I'm giving these answers. <laughs> Stop saying that. All right. No, you know what you're talking about. All right, right? bring we on, have the you on the next one. Let's go. Okay? okay, here. I, hi, Laura. I'm really confused 
confused and unsure how to proceed at this point in my relationship. I've been dating a guy for the past three years. Sounds nice, right? I guess. (laughs) Well, I guess it could be if we didn't live in two different states extremely far away from each other. Not only do we have the distance between us, but we are both constantly busy as we both run our own businesses. So my boyfriend has told me multiple times that he has promised me that um, that he's going to move here. Uh, to me, he promised after two years that this would happen, and I um, and like I had already mentioned, it's been three years now. When I bring it up to him, he either changes the topic or goes about trying to convince me to move in with him. I know he hasn't forgotten what he said, so why is he doing this, and why is he filling me with false hope? I have no idea what to do. Please help. Wow, it's almost similar to the first uh, question we answered, where you're in a scenario that you want to be in relationship wise but the situation isn't correct do you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying yes i do so so i don't know what the correct answer is there does someone have to cave and and sacrifice their career for a relationship okay well i'll give you a personal story here so i dated a guy for 3 years that lived in ohio i met him abroad i met him on vacation which was first and only time i ever did that and I'll never do it again. <laughs> anyway, so uh, we dated apart for two years, and then I decided to move there after the third year because at the beginning of the relationship, he kept saying, okay, I'm going to move to you. I'm going to move to you. I'm going to move. I'm going to move. So, you know, I, and I started getting resentful because he wasn't moving. And you, I don't, like, I would see him every second weekend. I would go to Ohio. I would drive there. And then every second weekend, he would come see me. So we'd see each other every second weekend, which is not enough to form an opinion about somebody, really, when you're in a relationship with them. So I thought, okay, I'm going to cave. And I'm going to go live there for a year. I was still running single in the city, but I had a business partner back then. So she was able to manage all the things here. And then I went to the States. And then I had a little side sandwich business. That's another story. Anyways, um, so I'm really glad that I did that. So I lived there for a year because I really got to know who this person was. You don't really know or you can't figure out who somebody is when you're not living in proximity to them and you're not seeing them either either daily or every few days or you're living with them. So I figured after being there that this guy wasn't for me. Now, you have to be realistic, uh, although someone says that they're moving in with you. What does their life look like? All right. Like, will they be leaving a good job? Uh, Do they have really good family and friends? Will they be leaving them? Can they relocate? Can they with their job? You have to take a look at all these variables first. And if and if you yourself personally are not willing to make the move, then you should reconsider getting into a relationship with someone who lives so far away. You can't just put all the onus on them. I was just going to say, if if that's not something you yourself would be comfortable with, picking up, leaving, leaving all your family, probably your close proximity to your friends, of course your career, if you wouldn't be comfortable doing that, why would you ask someone else to do that? Right. And sometimes people say things they don't mean. But in reality, when push comes to shove and they really think about it, it's like they get they get thinking, do I really want to leave like my all my like my security that's here, my job, my family, my friends, everything I've ever known to go and be with someone in some faraway place. And I'm not even sure if it's going to work out. That's the tough thing, though, about a lot of these situations with relationships when reality sinks in, when when reality comes and punches you in the face. You know, maybe it's not this fate star cross thing. We're meant to be together. We're soulmates. It's just, can we make this function? And if the answer is no, 
You got to get out. You got to get out and you got to move on. All right, let's get to our next question. Hi, Laura. This is a pretty short and straight to the point type question. So here it goes. So I have been burned so many times in the past with long-term relationships. For whatever reason, I'm always being cheated on. Well, now I'm with this amazing guy, but I can't seem to push away the suspicions that he may cheat on me. It even causes problems when he talks about his female friends. What can I do to trust him? Anonymous. Well, that sounds like a her problem, not a him problem. <laughs> he didn't cheat on her yet. No, he didn't. Well, why is she, why is she putting all these other guys past on him? That's not fair. Uh, I think that when people get into relationships thinking that they're going to get hurt, that they haven't done the work on themselves that needs to be done. And you can't dictate, your pa- your past can't dictate your future. So you have to think that with new experiences comes new situations. And just because someone has cheated on you in the past doesn't mean that everybody's going to cheat on you. Is there is there a case to be made that she could open up and tell him about these fears and these anxieties? And then that then they could have a, a dialogue, a communication. He could say like, no, I'm not going to do that to you. I'm different. You know, what can I do to help you out? Or is it totally on her to sort of I told I agree. But then if she hasn't done the work on herself, she might not believe him anyways. Right. right? Good point. So typically feeling insecure in a relationship means that you may feel insecure in other areas of your life as well. So I think it's important to do things that build up your self-confidence outside of that relationship and whatever that looks like at whatever that's going to make you feel better. It could be eating healthy. It could be working out. It could be doing more meditation. It could be stand up comedy. Yep. Stand up comedy (laughs) or watching more comedy, (laughs) whatever it is that makes you feel good about yourself. And you have to think that with new experiences comes new situations, right? And not every Everybody is uh, is going to be the same or treat you the same. And if you keep thinking negative things, you're going to attract negative things into your life. I think so, too. So it's almost flipped the switch. And instead of like, oh, no, this guy might cheat on me, flip it to like, that guy would be crazy to and, cheat on and me. And yeah, okay. And you imagine you dating a girl and her always, like every daily, every day she's going, okay, Peter, you're going to cheat on me. I know you're going to cheat on me. I know you're going to cheat on me. Eventually, you're probably going to cheat on her. <laughs> yeah, then all I'll hear is cheat on me, 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 cheat on me. I better oh cheat on yeah, her. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do. Right. So that's that's the answer, guys, or uh, whoever uh, is anonymous. Um, you have to build up your self-esteem and feel better about yourself, and you're going to feel better in that relationship. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Hey everyone, we're back. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show. We're answering all your Dating and Relationship Show questions. Thank you for those that sent in their questions. You can keep sending them to official Laura Bellotta or the Dating and Relationship Show on Instagram or other Dating and Relationship Show on Facebook. And sitting in with me today is comedian Peter Anthony. This because is fun. It's fun to get these questions. Because it's. I start to think about my own dating life. I'm like, wow, I'm not the only one that's messed up out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're so messed up, then what are you doing sitting in that chair? That's a good question. <laughs> all right, here we go. So, Laura, I'm starting to have different feelings towards my boyfriend all over money. I don't think he can financially support me. We've been together for a year and a half. He works part-time. Uh, at a minimum wage job, and nothing seems to be changing. Other than his financial situation, he's really an amazing guy, treats me well. I just don't know if I can look past these financial fears that I have when it comes to the future. 
Oh boy. Yeah, oh boy. Indeed. So this is a complicated situation, but it doesn't have to be. I mean, okay, look at it this way. If your partner is being lazy and he doesn't want to get a job, maybe you're just starting to get to know him or maybe you've been dating him over time and you realize, okay, this guy is not getting off his arse, right? That's one thing. But if somebody is trying to get a job and they can't seem to get a job and they're looking everywhere, but maybe they just can't find a job in their field. That's where you can come in and have a conversation with them. Maybe you can help them with their resume. Maybe you can suggest getting a different type of job for the time being. Uh, because I think that missing, you could be missing out on a really great relationship. I do know a lot of couples that have built an empire. They struggled when they were younger. They started off with nothing, and then they have so much now. So, And, and you know what? Finding a, someone that you're compatible with, finding an amazing match is really difficult to find these days. So if he's a great guy and he's got potential, stick with him. I do. When you, when you were talking, when you were giving your answer, sorry, I, I kept picturing a younger situation. I pictured maybe they were early 20s or something like that. And then... She didn't uh, say her but age. But I just feel like that's the case. Just the vibe I got just from her language. And I think that it would be unfair to sort of expect someone, especially these days, to be uh, at their full potential in in that sort of, you know, in that sort of age range. So if if you got if you're lucky enough to find love at that age, I say stick it out and see what happens. And as you move through I your twenties, and stick and good it luck. out. Yeah. So it's your decision ultimately. Only you know what is best when it comes to this type of situation because only you know if he's being genuine or he's being lazy. Right. That's it. Okay. And, a, and a lottery ticket could change the entire situation. <laughs> <laughs> What's the chance of that? Do you play? Oh, and I try not to, but uh, you know, every time it's over forty million, you got to gra- grab a ticket, Laura. You know, keep okay. life interesting. Okay, here we go. Next question. Uh, hey, Laura, I have a tendency to put my foot in my mouth with boyfriends. I say a lot of things that seem to come back to haunt me later on, especially when it comes to jealousy. Sometimes I have a hard time pinpointing what these things are. I just started dating this new guy a little while ago, and I don't want to mess this relationship up. What are some things that I should never bring up that may change the way he feels about me? Okay, Peter, I'll start with this one. Sure. So stop with your crazy sex stories already. This is bound to tap into insecurity and jealousy. Do you really want your partner to have a mental vision of you having sex with multiple people? It's great. You were hanging off a chandelier once but <laughs> when you were having sex. But does your partner really need to know this? No. I agree. I think any sort of past relationships or stuff to a, to a certain point should be just off limits. You know what I mean? Yes, because we're, we're human beings and we get jealous. Although well, it was in the past, I still don't want to envision the person that I like or that I'm with in a, <laughs> having sex with somebody yeah, else. Yeah, it offers no benefit, unless that's your kink. Exactly. How about you having that random hookup with a friend or that office employee? And, and you still have a relationship with these people. So you, you still have a relationship with your friend and you're still working with the, with the coworker. Okay, these are things that like can be left unsaid. If someone asks... I'm not. I, I'm a firm believer in not in not lying in a relationship. But if they don't ask, don't don't say anything. Is there something to be said? You're for, condemning yourself. Is there something to be said for someone you're in close proximity with that you have 
an intimate kind of relationship with, but not a sexual relationship, like a work wife or a work well, why husband. Why would you tell any? What, why would you tell anybody? This is what I'm saying. Why? Like why? Why? Why tell? Why? Yeah, say you're just going to make the person jealous. Agreed. And then every time you go to work, they're going to be thinking what you're exactly. doing at work. And then if you're late, you have to work late. Oh, you're with so and so, or you're staying. Oh, it's so and so there. It just causes a lot of friction. Agreed. Okay? Just don't uh, don't act on any impulses. Is what I'm saying. And then and then just keep it keep it as a professional relationship. Exactly. How about telling them that you don't don't like their family. You're almost making them choose between you and their family when you're doing this. Yeah, that's a bad one. Right? Yeah. You don't want to tell, like, I, I hate your mother. Yeah, <laughs> okay, that's Okay, now awful. what? What an awful thing to say. And people do that. It, it happens all the time. It's, it's too bad, too. Okay, and I was very guilty of this next one. Uh, that I used to tell guys that... <laughs> that I would get a lot of attention from other guys. So I would come home and go, oh yeah, some guy was trying to pick me up today at the, you know, at the, the corner store. We don't want to hear that. Store. Someone was trying Not to pick me up here. Someone was trying to pick me up there. How does that benefit me? And, I, and then I, what I did was I bred these guys that were jealous. Yeah, it's an awful <laughs> thing to do to somebody. <laughs> and I didn't realize, I didn't clue in uh, as to why I was making them jealous until later on. And I thought, why would I do that? And I stopped altogether. And that's why it's important to do this show, because sometimes these people don't realize what they're doing. We live, we learn, Laura. And you're sabotaging your own relationship by doing that. Good for you for making that change. <laughs> Give yourself a pat on the back. <laughs> okay, I will. Thank you. We're going to come right back. We're answering all your dating and relationship show questions right here on the Dating and Relationship Show. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We are back. You're tuned into the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm your host, Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Today we're answering your dating and relationship show questions. Uh, these questions came through Instagram and Facebook, and we're answering them right here on the air. We're going to do a lot more of this. So if you have any questions, please send them through to official Laura Bellotta or the Dating and Relationship Show on Instagram or our Facebook page, the Dating and Relationship Show. Comedian Peter Anthony sitting in with me. Always fun hanging out with you here on the show. We've had some interesting conversations during the breaks as well. Yeah, and it's things that you don't want to talk about on the air. True, well, true. come on. Off the record. It's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here we go. Hi, Laura. I'm in a long-term relationship, and it feels like my partner never makes time for me anymore. How can I get my partner to spend more time with me? All right, she doesn't leave a name. That's fine. Oh, or him. Um, but I'm assuming, uh, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a girl or a guy. It doesn't matter anyways. So, uh, well, it sounds like to me that this person's love language is quality time, meaning that you feel love from a relationship when your partner spends quality time with you. Now there's five love languages. There's words of affirmation. There's acts of service. There's physical touch. Yes. That's, is that yours? I don't know. Receiving gifts, physical touch and quality time. Okay, and a love language is what um, what one needs and wants from a relationship in order to feel lo love from that relationship. So it sounds like to me that your love language is quality time. So the trick here is to work together on this rather than putting on all the blame on your partner. You don't always know what your partner's thinking. Uh, so it's important to actually sit down and talk about your expectations instead of waiting for your partner to change. You agree, Peter? I think that's fair to say. Um Part of me, though, feels like one of the things that you can do to form a long-term successful relationship is to spend a lot of time away from one another. Well, no. 
No. Yeah, because the more the more you're together, the, the problem more often is you're she's fight. not. She's been married for a while, or he, and they're not getting enough time with their partner. Yeah, so but I think we don't want to answer this that way. That's no. Successful. So I think don't listen to comedian Peter Anthony. <laughs> Try to find new ways to spend time together every week. Okay? Disagree on this one. It could be a couple of hours a week. It could be an hour a day, whatever that is. And maybe you want to take up like a, a cooking class together or maybe you want to or a yoga class or maybe you want to go to the gym together. Do things together um, and try to make it a weekly thing. And I if it can't be bedrooms, at least w- separate pardon? residences, what? separate cities. You're joking. I am. I'm He's joking. a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree with you completely. Uh, yeah. just, do, do an activity together that neither of you have never done before. I yes, think that, that get dressed up, go out on date nights, and when you're spending time together, make sure it's without distractions and put your phones away. I have a hard time doing this because, like, I work off my phone, so I'm always like checking my phone, especially when I'm laying down at the television and it's you know they might be watching something I'm not, so I'm on my phone, right? But I think it's important at least an hour a night to put away your phones and just to spend time together. Yeah, and have a damn conversation. I mean, whether you talk to, whether you're in a relationship with someone, so it's someone that you love or even a a friend or a family member, our moods are elevated when you have a good conversation and you you get a better connection that way. And that's something that you can do over time forever. So put, yeah, put the phones down, put, turn the TV off and talk. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Or the TV can be on in the background. Can we mute it? <laughs> you can mute it, especially if sports is on. <laughs> All right, next question. I was in a long-term relationship until recently, but we've now broken up and I find myself back in the dating game. Starting to date again is pretty scary. Can you give me some advice? Okay, so I can answer this. You need to be in a very good headspace. Uh, you need to get back to self-love, to learn about yourself again. What is it that... Um, Uh, that you learned about your past relationship? What do you not want for your future relationship? Who would be suitable for you? Choose a partner based on, because you want to choose, you're going to be choosing a partner based on how they treat you and your goals aligning rather than what they look like. Um, And you need to ask yourself this question. Would I date me, right? Would I date me? And if the answer is no, then you need, then you need to work on yourself uh, because you need to possess the qualities that you're looking for in a partner. And that's, if you don't possess the qualities that you're looking for, then how can you expect someone to want to date you? That's awesome advice. That's the best advice you've said today, and I, I couldn't agree more. And just one more thing I'll add to that is like, be optimistic and open that, that things might turn out well. You know what I mean? Like just because you're going back out there doesn't mean it's – going to go bad and it's going to be really difficult and it's you know going to be stressful and frustrating it it could be great what about that option too yeah i but i think the important thing is though to take time out for yourself people jump from one relationship to the next and they haven't learned from their past relationships so they keep making the same mistakes over and over and over again and then sometimes we're attracting the wrong people because we haven't figured ourselves out yet and so let's just say you're ready to start dating okay I think it's important that you let everyone know that you're single and to keep an eye out for you. Like a billboard or something? No, <laughs> just with family and friends. Gotcha. Okay? Maybe coworkers. <laughs> uh, again, we're going to talk about confidence. I think it's so important to build up your confidence. It's the number one thing that most people are attracted to. 
Aren't you attracted to confident women? Of course. So I'm attracted to confident men as well. It's so sexy. Uh, I think it's important to socialize in new groups. Um, and also, if um, if you're going to get back out there on dating apps, it's important, I think, to join maybe two or three. No more than three. How many are you on? Don't uh, say ten. No, I, I'm, I'm on three, but I really only use one. So Oh, really? Yeah. Which one? It's called uh, Hinge. I used to use one called Bumble. <laughs> what happened to Bumble? Uh, the bee's nest got empty. <laughs> <laughs> well, Bumble's the one where the girls have to message, you, message first. you. So no girls were messaging you? I find that hard to believe. Peter well, Anthony. it's tough out there. The big stud that you are. It's tough out there, Laura. <laughs> we need to take a break. We're answering all your dating and relationship show questions right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Now back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. It's Sunday night and you're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bilotta from singleinthecity.ca and sitting in with me tonight is comedian Peter Anthony. Nice to see you again. Great to be back. And we're answering all your questions, your Dating and Relationship Show questions. Okay, I have one here. It's... Quite a serious one. Um, hi, Laura. I'm just hoping for a bit of wisdom as I'm lost as to how to move forward when it comes to my husband. I'm suffering and things just aren't the way I thought they would be. So I married my high school sweetheart. Everyone knew that we would end up getting married because we just always had a really special connection. Well, things were much different back then. Those were the days when my husband, Tom... I'm thinking that's an alias name, but could drink socially and have a good time. A few drinks on the weekend, but during the week, we focused on our goals and our dreams. Well, fast forward 10 years and my husband is not that man anymore. I don't think he even knows what a social drink means. My husband does not miss a day drinking. And not only does he drink every day, he's no longer that happy drinker, funny guy that he used to be. He's now the mean, judgmental, stay out of my way type of drinker. It feels like I hardly even know him anymore. And when I try to talk to him about his issue in addiction with alcohol, he gets offended, he gets nasty, and it never gets through to him. What can I do? Is there a better way to approach the situation? I do love him and I do want to be his wife, but I can't keep living like this. Hope you can help. From Teresa. Wow. Ooh, wow. That's okay. tough. Yeah. Well, Teresa, this is a very uh, sensitive subject and uh, not just for you and your husband, but I think for a lot of people out there struggling with something very similar. There are a lot of people struggling with drug or alcohol and or alcohol addiction. So it's a very serious matter. Now, listen, I'm not really qualified to answer this um, because I'm not an addictions counselor and I'm not a doctor and that sort of thing. But I do have experience because I grew up with a, a, you know, um, someone close to me as an addict. Obviously, I can't mention who that is. Um, So I can speak from experience. Um, And this is really, might be difficult for you to hear, but I don't think your husband is really in a relationship with you any longer. They're more so in a relationship with themselves and the bottle because what goes through an alcoholic's mind uh, when they wake up in the morning is not how can I make my relationship better or what did I do to upset my wife last night? But it's more or less like, where can I get that next drink? That's what they're thinking. 
Um, at this point, you know, their body physically needs to continue drinking until uh, they go to sleep, really. I mean, when you're dealing with an alcoholic, um, it's not so much a mental thing anymore. It's more of like a physical thing. And because what happens when you don't get that drink is you go into detox and um, your body just doesn't, you know, perform well when it's going into detox. You get very sick. Comedian Peter Anthony, do you have any friends that have gone through similar situation? Of course. I'm a comedian. Uh, yeah, you go through withdrawal and yeah. you, detox is horrible on your system. So you're just thinking about getting that next drink. You never want to go through that. Well, alcoholism is a is a disease actually of the mind as much as it is of the body. Um, you're you're correct that it's becomes a mental obsession. Um, eventually, you will develop a physical craving. Uh, overcoming both of those things takes time, a ton of effort, and ultimately it comes down to the individual. And this woman is in love with her husband. She desperately wants to see him get healthy. Um, but he needs to be the one that wants to get healthy. Yeah. And I'm not saying he needs he needs to do it like overnight. It's a process. So she needs to be there to support him through that process as well. It's difficult. It's It takes a long time. And I wish them both the best of luck because right. that's, that's a tough situation. You can't force someone to get help. And unfortunately, some people won't get help until they hit rock bottom. It's That's true. And, 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 and you know what the thing is? They, they don't have to get there to rock bottom. You, you, don't, you, can, you can see the path you're on. You already know where it's going. And the best advice I've had from alcoholics is, and people that, are, that have addictions is, like you don't have to go out there and continue to do research into this. Like you know where this is leading. But it's a lot easier said than done when True. you are that alcoholic True. and you're trying not to drink, but you can't help it. Absolutely, it, it's, I've seen it firsthand. We all and it's have horrible. Yeah, we all have, and and it's one of those things where it it it, uh, it comes down to uh, a really big choice, and it's a it's a really difficult choice to make. So I mean, and and getting angry with them and yelling at them is not going to help the situation. It'll make it worse. It will make what it they worse. need is compassion and understanding, and they, what they right. what they need. And it could be that they she needs to leave him in order for him to hit rock bottom. Sure. Like I mean, if 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 you've had enough, you've done everything that you can, then you need to make that decision because it's your life and your life to live. And you want to live it happy, obviously. But also, um, there are uh, support groups. Uh, there's one called Al-Anon Meetings or Al-Anon Group, where they have meetings. Um, and it, where it is is a support group for families living with an addict or an alcoholic. And they have counselors there and a great team that can um, help you through this hard time. And they may be able to give you the right answers. Absolutely, yeah, and there's there's no shortage of of, uh, of help uh, in in everyone's community now has help uh, as we know uh, on the internet as well have has online communities you can uh, research how to get help uh, for that kind of uh, situation. Yeah, so try to have an honest conversation with your hubby, and if it's not working, then you need to make a decision, especially if you have children in the home. We need to take a break. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Thanks for tuning in to the Dating and Relationship Show. I'm Laura Bellotta, your host, and sitting in with me tonight is comedian Peter Anthony. We are answering all your dating and relationship show questions. Hello and welcome back. 
It was lighthearted, and then the last segment was very, very deep. I know, deep. but I mean, someone asked the question, so I had to answer it as the best that I could, although it's really not, uh, no. It's tough to answer those because, you know what I mean? I'm not I'm not an addiction specialist, and neither well, are you. No, yeah. It's difficult to but know I what to say. But I do have experience with an addict, so I know very well, you know, yeah. like, yeah. How to, I, did, I did know how to answer that somewhat, but then at the end of the day... If, if someone doesn't want to get the help, you can't force them, no matter what. True. They have to want to willingly go and get help. So tell me we're going somewhere lighter now, though. Please. We are. All right. Well, you had a question. I have a, I had a situation that could lead to a question, yes. What happened? I had someone in my actual life that I see almost on a daily basis mm-hmm. slide into my DMs and ask me out. Aw, that's sweet. Was it a girl or a guy? What? <laughs> well, I don't know. You know I'm heterosexual, right? Okay, but they might not know that. Oh, true. That's a good point. Okay. Um, I'm giving off a gay vibe. Is that what you're getting at? Hey, nowadays you don't know if someone's gay or not. Um, but it was a girl. Can and you pick up uh, when a guy's gay? I think so. Always? Generally, yeah. Yeah. Do, uh, do you get a lot of attention from gay guys? If I'm in a gay bar. <laughs> do you go to gay bars? I've been to gay bars. What, to do what? Just during Pride Week and stuff to hang out and celebrate. Okay. Yeah, it's a lot Not of Not because you just walked into a gay bar. I like the dance, Laura. I think guys that aren't gay that go into gay bars want attention from guys. Well, I was with a group of friends. Okay. And girl, that included girls, so it wasn't, you know what I mean? I, okay, that's I, a I good wasn't excuse. alone. That's a good excuse. I wasn't wandering up and down Church Street. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> well, you can. You can. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing I'm wrong with that. not saying there's anything you wrong with that. You might get your bum pinched. There you go. Okay. Right. Um... So anyway, she slid into my DMs yeah. and asked me out, but I see her every day, and then I was going to see her again leading, moving forward. So my question is, is that okay, and why did she do that? Well, of course, because she was probably she's probably really shy, and she didn't want to disturb you wherever she gets to see you every day, and it was more comfortable for her to, to hide behind a computer. That's what people are doing nowadays. Instead of approaching people, they're hiding behind the computer screen and asking them out that way. I mean, it's not like it's right, not but, a typical thing. Right, but what we talked about in the break was I was I would have been more inclined to say, yeah, that's, yeah let's go out and grab a drink or whatever if she asked me in person. But because it was in the DMs, but what, I was would like, it have eh. gone, But okay, but wait, what does that have to do with anything? Do you like her? Yeah, as a friend but i i mean okay. I, I never like i you know what i mean I, it would have been a, an easier scenario if she didn't go into my dms because so, we see each other all so the time. now when you see her is this there's this awkwardness between the two of you i wouldn't say it's awkward but there was a definitely a a, a pause like she, she kind of avoided me a little bit because we're in the same space she kind of avoided me but n- now we're now we're talking again and we're friends again and, you, and you, did you bring it up because i if i was you i would have gone up to her and made her feel comfortable and said hey listen you know whatever happened there i'm sorry i just don't feel the same way or i didn't bring up the exact things she did but i i was the first one to approach her and say hey how's it going how's your week going but i didn't bring up like why the hell did you go into my dms when you see me every day it just seemed like a weird scenario. It's it's weird out there with, with the computers and the phones and the apps and everything, Laura. Okay. All right. So what, That's uh, it? Okay. Yeah. Anyways, what, what do you want me to say to that? Just say, was it right or wrong? It, there's no right or wrong answer here. If she felt more comfortable by sliding into your DMs because maybe you've got this standoffish vibe, you can seem a little snobby. Oh, my God. Then that's fine. just turn back on me? Hey, listen, I can't say whether or not something's right or wrong. It's whatever somebody feels. I can't force someone to co- go up and, and speak to somebody if they're shy. Fair enough. Right? 
So, but if you are going to approach someone, make an observation about uh, with something going on in your space and then approach someone that way rather than just going, oh, hi, my name is so-and-so. Uh, do you want to go out next week? That just kind of seems weird and awkward. Gotcha. Right? So that's how you start a conversation. Noted. Okay. This other uh, question comes from Janine and she asks about, she says, I am terrified to death because my child is 15 and she's starting to date and I don't know how to talk to her about dating. Do you have any suggestions or tips? I think it's so important to leave the lines of communication open. Your kids should not be afraid to talk to you ever. You should be their safe zone so that they feel comfortable talking to you at all times. I think it's important to give your opinion, uh, but try not to be too judgmental or they might not feel comfortable talking to you in the long run. And I think as, as you know, as awkward as it may be to have these conversations, I think it's so important to talk about consent, to b- talk about STDs because they're on the rise and the risk of pregnancy. And I think it's so important too to keep teaching our young men to be gentlemen. I think as society, our society is getting away from that and I think it's a shame. I think that we need to keep some of these old traditions. What do you think, comedian Peter Anthony? Yeah, old traditions, yay. Come on. No. It's, it's, it's what an are you old talking archetype. about, really? I, so you don't think that men should open doors for women and you don't think a guy should pay for the first date for sure. a lady? No, sure. I, I, I mean, I do that, but sometimes I get cold, icy stares. So who knows what to do What are you talking anymore. about? Please explain what a cold, icy stare means. It means sometimes girls don't want you to open the door for them, so you got to respect that too. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's it. That's our show for tonight. Thank you, everyone who sent in their questions. Again, if you uh, want to send in your questions, you can to official Laura Bellotta on Instagram or the Dating and Relationship Show on Instagram or on Facebook. Comedian Peter Anthony, where can people find you? Uh, I'm only on Twitter online. That's at Peter is funny. And Laura, I would always open the door for you. Oh, thank you. And please, ladies, make sure to slide into his DMs because he likes that. <laughs> And thank you, everybody. Check out singleinthecity.ca for upcoming events. And for matchmaking, I'll be your matchmaker. Ciao for now, everyone. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.